So, recap. Baxter was in the documented district hospital with some acupuncture needles still stuck in him, and he was wandering around in the middle of the night searching for a Feldman Lynx, and he turned out to be a doctor working there. And while searching the doctor's desk, he found some spectacles uh, of questionable origin. And after the doctor woke up, they conferred in Baxter's room, but the doctor got a hold of the spectacles again and seemed to let Baxter go. So Baxter proceeded to move the table and kick his way out the window and ran away a la Cuckoo's Nest. Almost. If he had use of his arm. Meanwhile, Sikofactum is still in a timeless state, so when he'll pop back up, no one knows. And Oyster almost went underground. Or he, he technically d- did. He did go underground for a bit. I can't remember the exact reason he turned around, but he was laughable, I'm sure. I think it basically boiled down to he didn't really have much of a reason to be down there anyway. And he lost the thing he was following, so... Yeah, the lantern boy blew it. He didn't lead him back. (laughs) All the way to Tote. The Link boy. Yeah. That is a whole other thing. So, I don't even know. Chris is, like, trying to get his house to stop disappearing. The other thing that happened to him was that his taps started pouring out blood. Oh, yeah. He, like, went to take a bath and it started spewing blood. Yeah, so he went and talked to the um, oh yeah local the government in the place about the thing. Yeah, did he go home after that? He's at his house. I don't know if he went home or if he. I don't know if we know where he went yet. I think he just sort of left, and now we don't know what. Because honestly, I need someone with functioning arms. So I got to go to his house <laughs> and have him carry stuff for me. Wait, so for you, it's currently the middle of the night. And for Oyster, I guess it isn't, except maybe it is. Maybe we'll just, when he shows up, we'll we'll politely inform him that it's actually the middle of the night. I bet you didn't know that, Chris, but it is. If I even get there, yeah, that's kind of... But it would be good to like keep you potential in scheme. more or less the same time frame anyway. Right. Despite the fact that that's completely hopeless until Sick does whatever he does, but... Yeah, but honestly, I think it's a good moment for us to sort of get caught up in a retrofitted, whatever, retcon sort of way. It's a nice, like, reset, and then we can, like, really keep track of, like, at least the last chapter, time-wise. The more of you that are together, the better, in my opinion, so there's that factor, too. I have to somehow, yeah, get Chris involved with the Zeppelin, even though I don't know about the Zeppelin. Or maybe Colin told me, I don't know. The other thing you didn't mention that's fairly noteworthy is that the floating head of Elitas has been following you around for a little while now. Yeah, it's like... you are pretty close to out of time on her uh, request, which is weird because that technically means, like, this whole campaign has taken place over the course of three days, which doesn't seem like it's remotely possible. (laughs) I've had more fights. But whatever! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Three ghost days. Maybe those are much longer, like Pluto days. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Elitas is like an Oni 
astral projecting herself as a head, floating around giving me scowls, and no one else can see it, I guess, which is a real shame. And Ban is stuck in ghost limbo because he made the tragic mistake of being where Sick was when the whole time stop went down. A timeline black hole. can't really figure out what happens to Ban next until Sick resolves that, which is unfortunate. Hopefully someday. On the Wanderer <laughs> podcast. But in the meantime, he's been doing, or he did one flashback to his childhood. Can I discard four Orgone cards and go up to Sated to get an advancement? I suppose you can. Sounds good to me. Awesome. What is the advancement which you will choose? Yeah, can I just be uh, healed <laughs> and cured of dying from losing your arm? The one issue here is that you have two physical ailment, injury, or diseases. Right, right. So, But I can't use this to gain my arm back, right? It heals or is cured, even if it seemed permanent or uncurable. Yeah, I mean, my other arm will heal on its own. Uh, your other arm is screwed up. It's screwed up and broken. Maybe I'll never use it. There is, yeah, there was like an extra above and beyond screwed up quality to it. Not only was it broken, but then you messed it up further when trying to get the horseshoe. And I think the doctor said something about maybe you'd never be able to use it again. So basically, either way, I have one arm. Which arm do I want? Like, I like the idea of just bringing my arm back and trying to explain that. Or you could just get three debt on Oyster. Don't I already have debt on Oyster? I don't know. I don't. Does anyone still have debt? I think we've tended to. No, you have debt. I have no debt on Oyster. Several debt, just not on Oyster. One thing that I never really solved in any way is the issue that it's really hard to get more debt. I think it's sort of eclipsed by the larger problem that everyone tends to forget debt exists anyway, which is really the real problem. But and you can't use it when you're not here. <laughs> that is a good idea, Colin. Actually, I really like that. Each player chases one other player and gives them one debt. So you get to decide who you think you owe. Anyway, where were we? You were choosing in advance. That's where we were. Possibly curing one of your arms. Uh, I'll cure the formerly possessed arm. Bring it back. The missing arm. Okay. The missing arm. Yeah, let's do this. Missing arm comes back. Heals or is cured, even if it seemed permanent or uncured. But how? What happens? My first idea was Elitas grants me one last favor, or I don't know. She would never do that, but. Yeah, I don't know. She has much of a motivation to do that for you. I could go back to. I'm the, less. The I guess I'm less concerned place. with, like, what the trigger of it is and more with like what form it takes does the new arm just like grow in does the old arm like come back and say hey i'm done going walk about let's be buddies again sounds like that's what colin's saying the demon arm comes crawling back i didn't think of it that way interesting but the problem with having the demon arm come crawling back is that then there isn't a demon arm on the loose which i think would be kind of a pity no that's a very interesting storyline that could go places <laughs> i envision yeah like my, maybe my arm starts out as a baby arm and grows back over the next session or two. And maybe I go to the tadpole people again and 
get a cyan arm. That'd be kind of interesting. He has an arm ghost. Arm ghost. Oh, but I just thought of something else that I liked, too. Now there are two things I like. Colin. Colin, you said a good thing. I like your thing. Maybe we can combine the things. What's your thing? I don't think we can combine the things. It has to be an arm ghost. That's just too cool. So, a real regular arm, but it has, like, it's surrounded by a ghost presence? Or it's just... No, no, I think it's just... A ghost ghost. arm, yeah. Okay. That's also your arm. If it's functional, if I can use the... Yeah, it'll have to be, like, in order to qualify for the spirit of the advance, I think it has to be a functional arm, so... Sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's badass. So you're so you're running away into the night, away from the hospital, and you look down and you notice like this faint glow coming out of your shoulder. But maybe it was there all along and you just couldn't tell because it was more well lit inside the hospital, or maybe you were just too busy to notice, but the more you look at it, the more it like solidifies isn't the right word, but just like manifests in your vision. It is the ghost of your dead arm. Uh, that's a good chap. Welcome back. I would like to somehow anonymously tip the documented district police about Dr. Leemps. Interesting. As anonymously as possible. Like, write a note or send a telegram. Yeah, I want to send a telegram. Uh, maybe Hornets. I guess I could use Hornets or a telegram, but my first thought is telegram. Can other people see your ghost arm? Well, so only I can see Elitas. Maybe only I yeah. can see the arm. Because we haven't seen any other half-ghost people things yet. Yeah, I think only you can see your ghost arm. Stark raving Baxter. So you're sending a message to the police about Felbum Leaps. And what are you telling them? Uh, I'd like to inform him of his shady character and the spectacles. Okay. Consider it done. Things are coming up, Baxter. So, tipped off the police. It's the middle of the night. Elitas is still hanging around. Can I include warning about the arm? Sure. The the loose demon arm, yeah. Yeah, so what do you do? Hmm, well, I suppose it's time to honor Elitas and go towards uh, Lucille's with the sapphire horseshoe in hand ghost hand if i can yeah totally noise um so are you just gonna head straight there you have any like preparations you're gonna make yeah i suppose i want to go to the fanciest inn i can find and have just one drink before i go out (laughs) okay so where's that that darn reasonable map colin says super classy so I wanted to add a couple districts to the map. What I did a little bit ago. So I added the Sultry District and the Primrose District to my wedge. So it's an inn in the Primrose District, which is kind of like a classier red light district. A little more rule, law and order. But yeah, like high rollers status. And I'm walking through there on my way to the to go to an inn there. I don't know, should I already know this inn? Sure, it sounds reasonable. Is there, like, a place you always go? Yeah, I'll have a spot. I'll have a spot. Um, 
It's going to be like a very English place. Okay. Yeah, it's called the Grand Duchess. So yeah, I go to the Grand Duchess, the salubrious confines of, and it has kind of old western style saloon doors that you walk through, but the, once you're on the inside, it's like really fancy like mahogany bar that wraps around the whole side. And then there's British sort of bar games like darts and things on the opposite wall nice. of the, the bar. And then there's like tables with people playing cards and drinking and smoking cigars. And then there's a upstairs area, but that's like private where the management is and where mob dealings go down and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a loft over the back half. I'm going to add one detail, which is that. Please. In one corner, there is a ski ball. Ski ball and like definitely all the, a piano. All the classic in there. darts, like the, all the really classy darts and the, the the billiards and all that. And then there's just one like ski ball ramp that's been done up to look all fancy and classy to fit in with the other stuff. There's a ski ball there, and there's a demon addicted to ski ball who haunts <laughs> it all the time. You can have to challenge the demon to play the ski ball. Awesome, I like it. Uh, hey, guy, okay. and then instead of a player piano, it should be like a record player. Like a old timey DJ, but playing classy, classical. Uh, yeah. So, is there anyone in here? It's the middle of the night, but there's probably a few. Oh yeah, it is the middle of the night, isn't it? It is. A bar. Well, it might not be like I don't know if it's like late night. I think it's like still within the time period that people would be out for some drinks. So there's probably just like the usual clientele. So yeah, just like one or two people, not many. Yeah, probably just a few. Yeah, I stroll up to the bar and take a seat. Kind of near the other people there, but not like right next to them. Well, hello there, Baxter. You're a regular, right? So they'd know you? Yeah, yeah. What will you be having tonight? Well, whatever I'm drinking, it'll have to be on credit. Can you spot me, dear uh, chappy? Uh, I was thinking of it as a woman. That was a vague attempt at a woman voice. Uh, okay, it should be like an Irish girl then. It's like, I'm afraid I left my spending book back at uh, the old apartment. Sinead, my dear, I have to put it on the tab, if that's all right. She says, uh, oh, fallen on hard times then, have you? Ah, uh, well, yeah. I know I'd look pretty sweet, but... Man, it's tough for old, poor old Baxter these days. And I point to, like, a very expensive high-shelf bottle of whiskey. She's it's, just looking at you, and she looks from brandy, one of your right? arms to the other. Yeah, I point with she the says, broken arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as best I can. She says, what happened to you? Was it a bad fight? Oh, it was the uh, strangest fight I ever, ever did see. You messed up both your arms. That one's clean gone. Wormling in between Irish and Liverpudlian and who knows what here. The Magbrigian accent. Is it now? I say and I look at it. <laughs> Is it grown back? I like I look under my coat for it, and my clothes. Well, I mean, you've got the ghost arm. Okay, so it's a full arm? Yeah. Sweet. 
I kind of, yeah, stare back at her. And, uh, yeah, but the strange fight, it was, it was wild. Have you seen hundreds of thousands of gallons of phlegm before? She looks a little repulsed at the very thought. I would steer clear of the arena, then, if I were you. She nods and raises one eyebrow, but she doesn't say anything. She just turns and gets your drink. It'd be, uh, like, basically just brandy on ice. Not with neat with water, but straight. She serves it. She, yeah, she serves it. She need your uh, saint. I will... Definitely pay that tab soon. <laughs> she laughs. She says, Saint me? Well, you can think that if you like. Don't you worry. You'll be, you'll be paying that tab one way or another. I take the drink and down it very fast. And kind of bang it back on the bar. And then uh, I say, you know, saints, that's, a, that's sort of a quaint idea, isn't it? She nods. I suppose so. I start raising my voice. And, you know, the saints were supposed to be God's messengers or something here on Earth. I forget my religious studies, pardon me. But, uh, what do you think of these, uh, demons we have instead? She glances over at the skee-ball machine, but skee-ball demon is not paying any attention. She says, uh, well, the right trouble they are. Certainly no saints. I, I, yeah, one got me arm. And I sort of bang it on the, on the bar eerily. <laughs> she jumps and looks a little surprised. What was that? Did you hear a thump? Oh, must have been old skee-ball shooter over there. He's just standing there, like, staring at it. Not even moving right now. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he likes to just look at it. You know, I am not too fond of a certain demon by the name of Lucille. Ever heard of it? Would she have? Is this... Is there some, like, no, I'm not a specific connection here. Or just I'm not expecting it to. Hmm. But has she anyway? Okay, yeah, you can do that if you so desire. Maybe she knows a thing or two. Okay, so I will collect information, draw a discard black bile, and my black bile is at waning these days. So it's on a hit. Does that mean equal to waxing? Or does waxing not do anything for me? Yeah. Waxing and higher counts as a hit. So I suppose I'll discard two, a two-panel black bile with a yellow arrow, which will reset my yellow bile after hitting dry and give me a waxing black bile. So MC gives you two truths and a lie about the thing you're interested in. Lucille the Demon... Alright, two truths and a lie. She tells you that his ward Luther secretly works to undermine him. 
He collects baseball cards, but only of Dante Bichette. And he has a terrible fear of pigeons. My word. I uh, indicate for her to pour me another one. She does. I drink it very quickly again and sort of look around and see if any interest has been peaked around the bar. All right. Why don't you go ahead and size up danger? Dang, I'm going to have to seed initiative. Okay. Splendid. So I get to ask one question. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Okay, go go ahead and do that first. That's good. Oh, man, I never know how to use this move. I've, <laughs> like, ruined it every time. Ah, but uh, let's see. Well, I mean, figure out what you want to know the most. Man, I have no plan. I am literally just improving everything. All right, well, I have a general idea of some things that I could do, but uh, how am I going to get anything done? Paralyzed. Let's see. Let's... Oh, man. Is something out of place? I would hate to ask that and (laughs) cause something to be out of place. Let's see. I mean, it could be there's nothing that's out of place. Yeah, I'm kind of... I wouldn't... I wouldn't look at it as causing things. I mean, if there's nothing, then I'll say no, there's no. nothing. It won't, yeah, it won't cause. Maybe inspire is a better... <laughs> well, I mean, but, I guess it might. No, no. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards which danger is the biggest threat or the true position. But the biggest threat will just tell me the demon, right? I guess, is the danger aware of me yet? Is the danger aware of you yet? Yes. Very, very much, yes. Oh, goodness gracious. So you're looking around the bar, trying to see if anyone's paying attention to you. And you look to the left. And everyone over on the left seems like they're minding their own business. You look behind you. Everyone behind you seems like they're minding their own business. You look to the right. There's not a lot of people over there, but they all seem to be minding their own business. And that's when you feel a prick in your left ribs. When you look back around to the left, there's someone standing right there next to you. And they've got a knife. And they're holding the knife against your side, but they're doing it discreetly, like, under their cloak. And you think you recognize this person but you can't put your finger on where. Can you not put your finger on where? Maybe you can put your finger on where. I think it definitely is somebody we've already seen. You recognize this person as the... Oh, that's what happened. Oh, it can't be that person. Killed that person, I'm pretty sure. So that would be hard. Okay, I've decided that this person's name is and always was Skenley. And you think I killed them in, like, a flashback or something? Genley, you killed them. No, I think we saw it happen in a session. Uh, I actually don't remember if you killed them or if Lucille killed them, but you were directly involved. But it was while you were at Lucille's mansion. This was the... I think he was, like, the Seneschal or something. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. no. And I have, like, zero notes from what happened, so... 
anything you remember is helpful about how that actually went down. But didn't you like throw him into Lucille and Lucille like ate him or something? I don't. Or yeah. you killed him? Maybe I think you killed him. I threw him into Lucille, injuring him. Like I basically uh, permanently disabled him, so Lucille ate him. So I killed him, but Lucille killed him. <laughs> Between the two of you, Scanley was dead. Yeah, pretty horrible death. Too. That was a rough one. But he seems pretty okay standing right here with a knife to your ribs. So that's a little odd. And he didn't just kill me, so that's nice. So his eyes there's may that. be glowing. It may be the case that his uh, eyes are glowing. I'm pretty sure that is, in fact, the case. Anyway, yeah, that's what's up. What do you do? No one in the bar has noticed. Not yet. He's being very discreet. But Shanide is kind of... She's moved over to the other side of the bar, but she's kind of looking over with like a funny look, like there's this guy who's lurking around right next to you. But it's not a, hey, what are you doing with a knife in my bar look. It's a, huh, that's weird look. She doesn't really seem that concerned. Uh, what was the guy's name? Scrimpy? Skenley. Skenley. Uh, yeah, I lose my boisterous earlier tone and kind of speak out the side of my mouth. He's got a yellow and white bandana on his head, too, by the way. Anyway, yeah, go on. Skenley, you devil. Does that get a reaction? <laughs> He looks surprisingly calm for someone who's threatening you with a knife. He's kind of smiling peacefully. He says, No, I am not a devil. Nor a saint. Oh, what were you playing cards over there? Listening in on my secrets? He says, uh, I was around. Is it important? Oh, you're doing business upstairs, eh? He just gives you like a totally unreadable... Well, I say totally unreadable. If you want to read a person, you're more than welcome. I'd say this is a pretty charged interaction. Usually when there are knives, it counts as that. I will do it, but I'm still, a, yeah, probably not going to pass it. So just okay. basically doing it to draw a card. Yeah, I will. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Try and read them and seed. And do I get to ask one anyway? Yep. If I throw my ice cubes in his face, how will Skimly react? Skinly? Skimly. Skenly with his <laughs> Skenly. Uh, if you throw ice cubes in his face, how will he react? If you throw ice cubes in his face Or like will... someone uh, someone's other drink. Maybe I'll steal someone's drink. Sure, okay. If you throw something in his face. Yeah, um, yeah. He will not react. He will not even notice. That's how, I don't know, how how steady he seems, how focused upon you. The impression you get from him is that if you, even if you threw a drink in his face, he wouldn't even flinch. Uh, I slowly move my ghost. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 okay. I still get to make a move. Oh, no. So while you're sizing him up, he's also sizing you up. So what... Do you intend to do, Baxter? With my ghost arm, slowly and as secretive as possible, grab the horseshoe and zap him with it. If he gets, you know, more pokey. More pokey. And what 
Are you really feeling? Confusion that he's alive again. Understandable. And finally, how could he get you to go with him out into a quiet alley where he can stab you to death? If he could convince me he had, like, my sister on standby or something, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, as you were. Good talk. Um, yeah, so I want to grab the horseshoe with the ghost arm, but surreptitiously. Where are you keeping it right now? In my waistband. Okay. So your ghost arm is reaching down to your waistband. You feel the knife dig into you a little bit more, and he says, uh, keep that arm where I can see it, if you please. Wait, you can see it? Yes. Are you one of Dr. Sklink's patients? No. Yeah, I don't know why. This Dr. Sklink <laughs> asks. Oh, wow, that's definitely not important. Didn't you have an appointment with Dr. Sklink once upon a time? <laughs> I did set one, yeah. Hopefully there's not an exorbitant fee for canceling last minute. Ugh. It's kind of amusing how many plot threads we've just completely maybe he's just wind, haven't we booked it's up okay. for months it happens i won't get to see him till two years from now he's very popular still so far away from lucille's house i ask to need for some water okay she goes and gets a glass of water and brings it over to you she's like uh are you two okay? Is this man bothering you? I say only the distressed drink water, Shanid. You know my policy, and I drink it. <laughs> drink down the glass. She looks a little confused. She says, uh... Uh... Wait, she looks very... <laughs> <laughs> she looks astounded as the glass begins floating into the air on its own. Yeah, that's actually what happens. She's her eyes are bugging out of her skull as the glass flows to you. You were drinking the other thing too. Maybe she wasn't looking, but now she's looking. She's pretty stunned. Uh, meanwhile, though, this guy's still got his knife dug into your ribs. You're not still look working for Lucille, are you? He says. uh... Of course I am. Of course I am. Your sister's there, too. I sort of, like, twitch a little bit. I say, interesting, interesting. Well, perhaps you should just take me directly to him. Says, um... Hmm. Yes. I think that is a very good idea. Do you, like, get up and start walking to the door or anything? Because he's going to try and, like, nudge you in that direction. Hmm. Yeah, how do I want to play this demon fight? This is going to be hard to pull off, no matter how I slice it. Um. No matter how he slices you. Yeah, definitely. Slicing will be happening. Hopefully, just a few... Few little slivers, nothing too bad. Oh man, one way I can see out of this is just saying, but first I need to get my lawyer, 
we need to go to Oyster Python's <laughs> house. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if he does that make that, sense. Though. And is he about to show up? Probably not. Because at least Oyster could take some of the pressure off of me, and maybe while they're eating him, it'll take a long time. <laughs> get out. No, they kill me first. I guess yeah. I reluctantly go with him. I tip my helmetish need and brazenly announce to the bar at large, if anyone wants to see a demon killing, I'll put on a show for you. Follow me. Ah. Interesting. Is there like a make people think you're a boss move? (laughs) Let's see. I could, it could be, I'm not manipulating the crowd. Seducing them with some human on demon fight action. Uh, I don't think that's what you're doing, though. I think that is more for personal well, interactions. So you want them to follow you? Yep, as many of them as possible. Big old mob, mob justice. So you say that, and um, uh, Skinley says. No, I don't think that will be happening. And he jabs you with a knife. Um, you can try to manipulate them into coming with you. But Skenley's going to cut you if you do. The man's so nice, I had to kill him twice. Well, Skenley, I uh, announced, hey, this guy's trying to kill me before I can kill that demon. And I hit him with the ghost arm. Right here in the bar. Okay, if you do that, you should realize he's totally got the drop on you right now. Yeah, it's already in my ribs. Uh, You can do it, though, if you want. I think you will, at the very least, be inviting trouble, though. Yeah, I want to make that announcement to the people and invite trouble and try and elbow him with my bad elbow or whatever side he's standing on of me. He's on the ghost side, right? Ooh, good question. He was on your left. I don't remember which of your arm your arms was switched there. In my mind, left is the broken one and right has been the demon this whole time. Yeah. Well, and it was the it was the armored one that got cut off, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So... That's your right arm, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, he's standing on your left. He's not on the ghost arm side. He's on the broken arm side. I say, Sinead, is this how you let your long-time guests be treated in such your establishment as a classy place as this? So, are you or are you not making an announcement first before before you say that are you saying something about how he's trying to kill you because so far nobody else has noticed the knife as far as anyone else can tell this mysterious weird guy is just walking with you to the door uh yeah no i want to make the announcement first i guess okay so you're going to tell everyone that he's trying to kill you is that what you're telling everyone say it again yeah this this maniac with the glowing eyes is trying to kill me before I can kill the demon. Help. Okay, you, you say like half of that, and then he gives you 
pretty hard poke with a knife. Do you keep going or do you let him shut you up? You're definitely attracting some attention either way, but... Right, right. Did these guys even feel pain? Do we know, like, anything about these eye-glowing guys? Like, I want to step on his Very little, I think. Or, like, set him on fire, but those things might not help me at all. I guess I want to, on the way out of the bar, grab something, like a bottle, and hit him with it. With the ghost arm. Okay. Um, remember, he can see the ghost arm, though. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Or maybe, let's see, I could walk past like the shuffleboard or what, what I say was in here. There is a shuffleboard and some darts. Uh, maybe there was like a billiards table, I don't remember for sure. And, of course, the ski ball, but that's over in the corner. On the way past the dartboards, I snatch a dart and try and jam it into his ear. Okay, sweet. Is that inviting trouble, or is that just attacking an enemy? I feel like it's pretty hard to do anything much to him that isn't inviting trouble, because he's already got the knife against your ribs, so like, he's probably going to be first on the draw no matter what you do. Right, right. So either you're inviting trouble, or if you can like find some way to distract him or something, then it wouldn't be. But uh, no, yeah, I guess I'll invite trouble before making the attack move. All right, go for it. Man, I just reset my yellow bile. Dang it! I guess I'll go to sated and take a hit too, or take a minus in uh, yellow bile. Back down to waning. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you can uh, go ahead and attack him then. Dun dun dun! And you use violence against a dangerous enemy. So, do I no longer get possessed by demons when I fight people? I think maybe you don't. Right? Because you got the armor arm cut off and that was the that was the, the modus, one, wasn't it? Yeah. So you may not have this move anymore. All right, well, I guess... Uh, whenever you disobey your demonic owner, discard a card. You have all these interesting moves that we've been totally forgetting about. Oh, man, I have to use all my blood just killing this guy. I wanted to save it. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. I guess, yeah, I'll spend all my blood. Okay, one, how two, much is that? Three, I'm at waxing. So I'll spend three. I was hoping, yeah, just, like, it's, uh, you could stay at Sated. Dang, that's interesting. The insta-kill, maybe. So yeah, I'll spend three. Okay. And what do you hope to accomplish? I want to spin away from the knife and catch him in the head with the dart. What is your motivation behind being violent against him in the first place? Assuming he lives, what at least you hope to accomplish. Uh, try and break out of his grasp. Okay, so you're just trying to get away? Yeah, get some space. Fair enough. And you are committing three blood. And he, I think, has the advantage in position. And possibly ability. 
We don't know, although this is you, so then again, maybe not. But at the very least, he has a pretty clear advantage in position since he's already got a knife against you. Well, we'll so see how He gets an extra plus one. Non-demonic arm chaos fights. Oh, and do say if you intend to kill him or not. Yeah, I will probably end up killing him. I mean, yeah. That's pretty likely here. Again. These spooky-eyed people. All right, let's see. You're the black one. He's the yellow one. Are we forgetting anything, or... No, I don't think so. Uh, Alright. You get a 2 plus 3 for a total of 5. Oh, come on. He gets a 4 plus 1 for a total of 5. No. Oh, wait. Maybe I'll live. Yes. Uh, It's not mortal. Neither one is mortal. Um, But NPCs win ties. So he... Ah, yes, if your opponent was the MC, you see the initiative to them. They likely won't be gentle with you. Oh, okay, so I'm not going to be gentle with you. But your blood goes up by one, too. Sated. Yeah, and as you noted, uh, instead of taking a blood advancement, you can leave it there, but then you'll have to rebalance blood before you can get any more blood advancements. Which, as I recall, in order to rebalance blood, you have to forgive an enemy... Which might be hard. I've killed all my enemies. <laughs> Except the <Yeah>, kind of. <laughs> no. Um honestly, I'm kinda wanna save it for the next time I'd be killed, I can like survive. That one's real nice for me right now. Maybe in the near future too. But I guess yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably do that one. Okay. Sounds good. One little parachute for me. So it'll go back to balanced, and you get that. So I get injured again, and but I debilitate. Debilitating injury, and he gets you debilitate injury him. Well, back to the hospital, guys. <laughs> so you're coming down with the dart, and he realizes what you're doing, and he just like plunges the knife into your side and cuts like a big old gash in your side with the knife, as you would expect. Must bleed. Go ahead and. Go ahead and tell us how you deal him a debilitating injury. Uh, there's a fairly drunk, big oaf guy. He, like, brings the dart back very, like, a little too far back. Uh, and I snatch it out of his hand with my invisible ghost arm, invisible to him. And nice. immediately, yeah, spin around as fast as I can and catch him in, like, the top of the mouth knock out his teeth okay so you're like shoving it into the roof of his mouth i was picturing it more from the side like pokey yeah, poking through his cheek and then oh i see oh that's pretty vicious i like it okay uh, yeah basically poking his mouth devastating damage <laughs> and hopefully gain a little space whoop being part ghost is awesome, guys. If I live, maybe. <laughs> so he... Um, so you do that. And he howls in pain. And then he... spreads his arms apart and chants something. Uh, so a great big... invisible cushion of force is what you feel slamming into you from him 
and it knocks you to the floor and it has you pinned there and it's pushing down on you. And all the bar patrons are like, they've all gotten up and like jumped to their feet and pulled back. Are my arms pinned? Can I reach the horseshoe? Yeah, but I mean, he'll see what you're doing. That's fine, as long as I can get it in my hand. Maybe I can make it do something magic. You know, we'll see. I think actually your ghost arm isn't even affected by this, whatever it is. The rest of you is like being Ooh. pushed down into the floor by this big heavy weight that you can't even see, but your ghost arm is totally fine. Yeah, I slip the horseshoe out and point the prongs directly at him and think very hard about my yellow bile entering into the horseshoe and the horseshoe emitting some sort of magical attack back at him. What happens instead is that a billiards table on the other side of him starts floating. No, 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 no. Even better. Even better. I know it happens. You pointed at him and you focus your will through it. But the will that you focus passes through him to what's behind him, which is the ski ball ramp. And that is what starts floating into the air and spinning in place as it levitates. And Skee-Ball Demon is, like, in the middle of a throw. Oh, and God. the whole machine, like, comes up into the air and just, like, knocks his throw totally wide. And he stares at it bug-eyed for a moment. And then he howls in fury. But everyone... Home, home everyone... Everyone looks around at the ski ball machine. Skinly is totally unaffected. Oh, it hasn't landed on him yet. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it just the force like went through him without affecting him and hit the ski ball machine that's behind. Oh, him. I see. Dang it. Uh, if you wanted to direct it like over to him and try and crush him with it, you could try to do that. But right now it's still kind of far away. Um, let's say I don't know, fifteen feet away. Goodness, it's not that far, but you know. Gracious. But everyone looks around, including Skenly, when the howling occurs. I guess the only way out of this one is uh, the old taking out the trash. And I'll have to jump into the demon. Skee-ball demon, who we've yet to name efficiently. I think he's just skee-ball demon as far as anyone here knows. So I will spend a blood. He probably has a proper name. Spend a blood and take over the body of skee-ball demon. All right. For 30 seconds. And what do you make skee-ball demon do? He's still got a skee-ball in one hand, for the record. I make him eat skenly. Okay. And then lie under the machine. Then once he's prone, I want to bring the machine down on him with the horseshoe. All right, well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, because as soon as Skee-Ball Demon starts moving towards Skenly, Skenly pulls the force that's been holding you to the ground off of you and throws it at the demon. You can feel the force pushing against Skee-Ball Demon. And he's like, 
strong enough to push back and sort of keep making forward progress, but it's it's hard. Like, he has to fight through this force that Skenly is projecting with every step. Uh, I use up as much of the 30 seconds as I can to try and get the demon close enough to kill him. Um, but then in the last few seconds, if I can't do it, I'll let him fly back into the corner and when I lose control, shmang him with the the ski ball machine. Got ourselves a poltergeist fight. Can the demon get through Skenly's force before the 30 seconds are up? Do we have a move that covers that? Don't think we do, unless you are attacking an enemy, but that would be, I don't think that would work very well in this situation. So you're using the demon to push through the force towards Skenly as the 30 seconds are ticking down. And as the demon gets closer and closer to Skenly, it seems like Skenly is starting to tire. And you feel like you're on the verge of breaking through and being able to just pounce him and eat him. But at this point, when you reach this point, there's only enough time to do that or send the demon back. You can't do both. You can either have him eat Skenly and that, then he's right there next to you when you lose control over him, or you give up the opportunity to eat Skenly. Yeah, reluctantly, I'll let the let the forest push the demon back and then position him under the skee-ball table. Okay. The skee-ball game. I should point out that having a skee-ball table fall on their head is probably not enough damage to kill a demon. Well, I want to, like, really force it on there, and I just gravity, you know, like, get that horseshoe in there and really just give it to him straight to the dome. All right. Uh, you can use that to attack a dangerous enemy. Demons are always dangerous. There's a chance he might still find some way to attack you back, even though he's 15 feet away and trapped under a skee-ball table. But... You can feel the force running out of the horseshoe. If you want to exert that much force with it in order to actually hurt a demon, you're going to have to spend another humor point of yellow bile to keep it charged. And as I say, you will be attacking a dangerous enemy, so there's okay. a chance he might kill you. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just... But if even if you don't want to do that, you could just drop the table on him with the force you have left, and there's no chance it will kill him. It'll probably at least be, you know, kind of preoccupied with that for the moment. No, I want to go for the kill. I'll spend yellow bile. That'll reset me. Sounds good. And I will make the attack an enemy move and spend one blood. So, you're spending one blood, so you get plus one. Advantage. Normally, I... I, Yeah, I don't think he really has a clear advantage in position ability armaments. Do you have a clear advantage in position ability armaments? It's kind of a toss-up on the one hand. You are forcing a skee-ball table down onto him. On the other hand, Skenly is still forcing raw force down onto you. I don't think anyone gets a plus one. The only person with a clear advantage in position to build armaments right now is Skenly, and he's not in this particular fight. And what do you hope to accomplish? I want to like even raise it higher and then bring it down on his head and hopefully... Snap his. Well, what do you hope to neck. accomplish by doing that? Uh, I want to kill him or incapacitate him. Yeah, get him okay. out of the out of the way. All right, so you get a plus one. He gets a plus zero, but he also gets two d four. 
Uh, you're the black die, he's the two light dice. I say, even though only I can see the dice. So that doesn't really mean anything to anyone but me. Lady Luck, smile upon me. to uh, make sure I have that sorted out. Has it yet occurred that I rolled the dice and then I was like, wait, which is which? I feel like that happened once. It's kind of important. Yeah, I'm the white dice, for sure. Uh, well, this time you're the black dice. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm the one that wins, that's all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, okay, so you have three plus one for a total of four. Skee-Ball Demon gets five plus zero for a total of five. Oof. So he beats you and deals you a debilitating injury, and you deal him a debilitating injury. So that's something. Uh, and your blood goes up by one. Winner goes first, so what he does to inflict a debilitating injury on you... He could let out, like, a psionic, demonic cry in the last throes of his... Well, I mean, he's not going to die. He's taking a debilitating injury, not a mortal one. No, like, in the last of my... uh, Oh, I see. ...possessing him, yeah. Like, mentally scar me or something. I'm already physically broken down. (laughs) That's very true. I kind of like that, though. He like gets out, lets out a demonic yell that continues ringing in my ears or something bad, scary. Yeah, I think you feel a sudden recoil in your head as you leave off controlling him. Something snaps back with extra force into your skull. And all of a sudden, a great wave of vertigo rushes over you whole room seems to be spinning around you. And then you say how you deal him a debilitating injury. With a great crash, his one love in life breaks <laughs> on top of his head. And he's not bleeding, but it's definitely like really badly bruised, like in, caved in a little bit. Ah, okay. So there you are, lying there on the ground with waves of magical force rolling over your body, pressing you into the floorboards. Fifteen feet away, the wreckage of the once proud and lovingly restored skee-ball table around the bruised and battered form of skee-ball demon, who is even now slowly staggering to his feet. Skinly, watching both of you with horror and fascination, Meanwhile, the other bar patrons have either fled into the night or are clustered against the opposite wall, trembling in fear. Except for Shanide, who is somewhere, but you don't really have the opportunity to look around and find out where at the moment. And with that situation in play... (laughs) 